Yo, yo, what's up, guys? This is Nick Unplugged. Yes, that is the name of my podcast, Nick Unplugged, where we get real about life, relationships, the Bible, and ministry. Put your seatbelts on, we're going for a ride. And yes, this music is very loud on purpose because it's dope. Welcome back to another episode of Nick Unplugged. Today we are talking about the new year. The new year, 2023. Wow, if you've made it to 2023, congratulations. It is another year to make a decision to live for Christ. It is a new year and another opportunity to live in the will of God. And that's what I'm talking about today, that the new year brings new beginnings. So the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 16 through 17 in the King James Version, Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We're very familiar with that last part. Now I'm going to read the exact same portion of scripture in the New Living Translation. It says, So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Wow, how much more specific is that? And touching is that in the New Living Translation. I recommend that to any of my listeners, the New Living Translation, one of the best translations that you can read and listen to by far. The word new here really means fresh. I feel that word is more fitting because the new year does not just represent a new start, but a fresh start. Paul uses this new creature language one more time in the book of Galatians chapter 6 and verse 15, and he says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. That seems to be more fitting because a lot of us carry around the shame of past years and days. To hear the word fresh creates a mental picture for us that all sins, all failures, and all wrongdoings have been forgiven. Let's take the scripture that says his mercies are new every morning. In other words, his mercies are fresh every morning. Think of baked bread. When it's fresh, it comes out hot, comes out ready. That is the mercy of God. Every morning, it comes out new. It comes out fresh. It comes out hot. You can't reuse the mercies of God. You can't run out of the mercies of God. The mercies of God are not handed to you every morning, rusty or reused or worn out, but they are as fresh as newly baked bread. In fact, this was the case in the Old Testament. The Jews celebrate their new year at a different time than we do, but for them the new year resembled a new beginning because it was in conjunction with or in relation to the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur, where sins would be forgiven. It is certainly not a new thing to think that the new year brings some sort of freshness with it. However, I really wanted to see when Paul was saying this and why he was saying this. In Bible school, I learned my ABCs, author, book, and context, author, book, and context. And it seems that Paul is really trying to speak the language of the people in Corinth. In that time, across all sects of Jews and types of Jews and religions, Greek philosophy majorly impacted people's views. 
Many Greek sages or guides, Stoics and philosophers of that day put less emphasis on the decaying body and more emphasis on a virtuous soul. Mainly, it was not outward circumstances that defined a man, but it was his inward decisions, his inward choices. In other words, to a Greek, it was not the outward circumstances that defined a man, but it was the decisions that he made that when he died, his body would amount to nothing. But we would look at this man and we would say, what are the decisions that he made? And what did these decisions mean for this man? And how did it define this man? How did it form and make this man? The Corinthians would have been influenced by this thinking. I believe that Paul takes that understanding. He takes his experience with Christ and he puts them together to meet the Corinthians where they are at by saying, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Not only could Paul boast of who he was in, but the body that he would obtain. See, Paul doesn't leave us hopeless as Christians. In fact, he wanted to hit the Greeks right between the eyes and say, Greeks, you may not believe that the body amounts to anything, but I want to make sure that you know that it's not just a new soul or a new spirit that the Christian is obtaining, but even a new body when he is buried six feet in the, in the ground. The very first verse of the same chapter in St. Corinthians, the Bible says, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, speaking of his body, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. We, as Christians, as apostolics, as Pentecostal, as, as apostolic believers, when we die on this earth, although our tabernacle will be dissolved, we have a building of God, and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So Greeks, you may not believe the body amounts to anything. And sure, I would agree with you to an extent, but after this life, I will obtain a new body. And for those who don't die on this earth and are raptured into heaven, we will obtain a new body. However, I want to remind you today that the new creature who is taking part in Christ's resurrection is more significant than this decaying body. Maybe the Greeks were onto something. My riches, my body, all that is around me does not mean anything without an inward decision an inward change, a virtuous soul. This new identity in Christ does not just include heaven, a new body, but this new creature comes with an entirely new way of thinking, including about Jesus. That is why Paul said, Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh. What is he saying? At one time we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. According to Craig S. Keener, the fact that Jesus came means that believers have already begun to participate in the resurrection life of the coming world. Here is my point to you today. A new year does not always mean a new you if you don't get in Christ. Let me say that again. A new year does not always mean a new you if you don't get in Christ. I promise you nothing changed from 11.59 p.m. on December 31st to January 1st at 12 a.m. There is no cosmic shift in the atmosphere that happens simply because of a time change. So I tell you today, listeners of this podcast, set your goals, 
set your resolutions, but never forget what is truly going to be the defining moment in your life, and that is when you make the choice to be in Christ. Have you been baptized in Jesus' name? Have you been filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? Have you repented of your sins? Today is your day to make an inward decision. Maybe you've already been baptized. Maybe you've already received the gift of the Holy Spirit. But there are some things that the Lord is calling you to surrender in 2023. This is your year to make a choice to be in Christ. I tell you today, reside in Christ and He alone will bring a newness and a freshness into your life. God bless you.